Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast. What's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday, and welcome to another edition of the Quick Pitch MLB DFS podcast. I am James Grande, and no, I'm not joined by John and Pemba today. John is enjoying um, the Celtics Bucks Game Five, which uh, we are recording currently Wednesday evening. Let's check that score. Boston late in the fourth quarter, up four. So John might be highly, highly intoxicated at this point. Um, <laughs> he may have no fingernails left. Uh, we'll have to get with John and, and uh, check his pulse after this game if they if Boston does win. They're up three two in the series. Filling in for John, uh, guest of the program, um, someone we actually had had on with us last week. Uh, I think it was last Wednesday, so almost a week. Um, and that's Pete Cole. Pete, what's going on, brother? What's up, my man? Uh, doing well. Big shoes to fill tonight, but uh, no, I'm doing well. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. John has small feet, not not big shoes, uh, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. And 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 uh, a nice slate to join on here, Pete. Yeah, right. Four games. Uh, the main slate kicking off at 1:05 Eastern Standard Time. I was looking over at Fanduel. They do not have anything available just yet so we will specifically be talking about DraftKings. um i also only see i don't know if you have uh i have DraftKings sportsbook open i see only three of the four games available right now um i see mets nats eight and a half is a slate uh high in terms of over under houston minnesota is an eight run total minnesota favorites on the road Oakland, Detroit, but we do not have a Baltimore-St. Louis game total unless you see different. I don't know um, what sports book you're using. I'm, I'm on. I'm on. Wait, Baltimore-St. Louis. Yeah, Baltimore-St. Louis. I wait. I, I have DK up, and I have it minus six and a half. Oh, I don't even have it. Oh no, uh, never, 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 no, no. Wait, never, never, never. No, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's okay. right. Uh, sorry, I was I was looking at the current. Never mind. Live. Never mind. Okay, no worries. Uh, just making sure we're like, I wasn't missing something because uh, you know some sports books put things out early, some um, some don't. But not a very uh, exciting main slate here. No. Um, I, let's just jump into it because uh, I don't think we really need to uh, waste any more time. Let's start at the pitcher position. We have one pitcher over nine k. We have two pitchers over eight k. Everyone else under that, um, let's just talk about Luis Garcia against Minnesota. And on the flip side, Josh Winder against Houston. Winder has looked very impressive um, in his four starts, especially his last two where he struck out 15 batters in 12 innings and, and picked up wins in both. But on the flip side, Garcia is coming off two good starts himself. Uh, what do you make of these top two uh, facing off against one another here, Pete? Uh, Garcia to me is such a volatile pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I think this slate is really going to test your DFS skills and ability, especially your pitching or maybe your DFS luck. But uh, if anything, I I'm, I'm probably would be leaning more toward this toward ja- Josh. Is, is it Winder? I don't want to butcher his name. Josh Winder, it, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I'll get the correct pronunciation, but I think it's Winder. Um, I'll I'll uh, I'll look it up to make sure we're we're both saying it correctly. 
I mean, he's. I mean, this this is a kid here that. I mean, he 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 does he doesn't come with a, you know, a great fantasy top prospect, you know, tag, but hey, this kid's delivering, and he's now I think he's posted I think two straight quality starts, in each start he's had at least seven K, so seven say yeah seven K against Tampa and then eight K against Oakland, so and you and you look I mean kind of like looking under the hood and his numbers I mean I saw. 16 induced swing strikes on 80 pitches. So that's not, and the guy's got four pitches. So I do like Winder and yeah, Winder. Yep. Winder. So I've said two different pronunciations, but we'll go with Winder. It is. I just looked it up. It's, it is Winder. That is correct. So I butchered it. Then you butchered it, but then you made up for it. Um, <laughs> Josh Winder. Yeah. Probably leaning toward him as like, if we want to consider our payups, I mean, but Garcia, I mean, it's it's Houston. I mean, Gar- I'm not saying Garcia's a bad pitcher, but I just think nine twos a lot to pay for a guy. You know, his last start against Detroit, once against Detroit, he had what I think he had over 30 DK points. But beside that, he had you know Toronto. He had back to backs to Toronto, so he struggled a little bit. He took a loss in one game, but uh, to me, GPP probably for Garcia, maybe cash for Josh Winder. I don't love cash games on this slate, to be honest. I know no, people are. That's a good point. I know people are going to play cash because that's everyone's different, and some people only play cash games. Um, I don't disagree. I also, I do like the fact that Garcia is favored on the road, minus one thirty-five. Um, he is coming off a good. You know, even in those Toronto starts, and I'll say the latter, the second start, two only two earned. It was a 2-1 game. Um, that was in Toronto, too. Not exactly the easiest place to pitch. Um, the home runs ha- have obviously been up lately. I mean, five home runs in his last four starts, not the best. Um, but the strikeouts have been there, as you alluded to. And I do think, I do think, I mean, even in the start against Toronto where he gives up five earned, he still squeaks out 12 fantasy points. And I do agree, 9-2 typically is too expensive. But we are very—it's a very condensed player pool, very condensed pitching pool. I'd be okay going there. Honestly, this is a rare occasion where in cash games, if you are playing cash, I would be okay with using both of these pitchers. Um, and I know you're basically, you're punting a win. I, I, I understand that. I'm, I'm fully aware. Um, which is okay, but it's, it's okay. Especially when you, when we advance to the rest of the position, there is not a clear cut option unless there is Pete. What, what do you got other than, um, Garcia and Winder? Like, well, I guess, you, I mean, like, like, it, let me, let me phrase it this way. Is there anyone you can trust in cash? below josh winder i would two people i'd like to trust okay. i'd like to trust jordan hicks okay. now if, if people remember when you know hicks was kind of a kind of a stud coming up this is yep. a kid that he entirely skipped double a and triple a and i think it's like th- three years ago maybe 2018 when he debuted on the cardinals roster and he did really well and then I, then the next year he he was he was one of their big bullpen guys and then boom towards UCL, boom Tommy John surgery. Then I think then I think he opted out for COVID, and then the kids just had injury after injury, and you know issues. I mean, there was a time when you're comparing him to Ardolis Chapman. Right. So, 
you know, the, the, the kid can throw. But now we're looking. I think he's got a great matchup tomorrow. We're seeing what's going right. on tonight. You know, with Baltimore, because Baltimore is Baltimore is Baltimore, and they're striking out twenty three percent of time, something like that. One twenty nine ISO against against righties. Um, Hicks is a righty, but then he then you look under it. But the problem is with Hicks is his last. He's not throwing much. I think his right. last game was sixty eight pitches, sixty eight and sixty three. So we're gonna get yep. out of it the most seventy five. Seventy five. I mean, look, it's not even. I will say it was a nice jump from start three or start four to five where he goes 42 to 63 but it is curious why he only goes from 63 to 68 his next start like they're they're really babying him right now and it was a decent well four pitches but four innings gave up a couple runs that was and that's a giant so i mean giants are a tough offense yeah i mean i'm i'm not against it and i think I think what you could be on to here, uh, Ryan Mountcastle was scratched on Wednesday. If he's not in the lineup for Baltimore, he's been good lately. I mean, that just, you know, thins out an, an already pretty thin lineup. Um, so that could benefit Jordan Hicks quite a bit if there's no Ryan Mountcastle. Just, um, you know, still has to deal with Mullins and Mancini, but uh, not too much else. Um, I mean... Bo Brisky, <laughs> he's like, uh, you know, has five home runs and three starts. That's, that's his problem. Yeah, he's he's been he's been giving up bombs. That's my problem but with Brisky. Do do we give me someone on Oakland that you're positive? And I get it. They have scored seven runs tonight. I'm fully aware. At this point, we are like, you know, I am aware that he has done what he's done. But like, but those seven runs tonight were mostly. Singles that they yeah. did noisy at it at a triple Smith a double. I think that was it though. I'll single so um, who's who's taken who's taken brisky deep? I mean, maybe Sean Murphy, the only one. I mean Loriano right. is gonna get going, I guess. But uh, true, Loriano's yeah, in the lineup. But, That's true. But st- yeah, nuts. Walker, I, I mean, is how healthy is Walker? He's in a good matchup. I would think yeah. I mean Washington's starting to hit though in the th- the first two innings tonight. Yeah. Um that's a cheap price for Walker though. It is a cheap price. I mean, this was a guy who opened last year and was amazing, and then he wasn't. I will say, um, Washington, I think I think they're ninth in OPS against right-handed pitching this year. So definitely better than I think both of us would have probably anticipated when looking yeah. at it. Um, but, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think this, there's tournament upside – I also think he's better than the two, one, and four strikeouts. He has pitched. Um, I want to just look at the K rates last. Like last year, he had a 22% K rate. He's at 15% this year. I assume positive regressions on the way. He's a 21.5% strikeout guy over his career. So I do expect positive regression there. So you might be onto something um, for Taiwan Walker. The stri- swinging strike rate. Crazy, almost thirteen percent. He has the second highest swing strike rate of his career this year, and he still has six strikeouts and three starts. Wild. Um, yeah, so you can see some. You're right. You can see some, some regression. And once you get Bell and, and Boomstick, yeah, I mean Yadi Hernandez has been hitting, I guess, well against righties, but there's not he much has. else there. Yeah, he has. Um, and I don't think there's, I don't think there's much else that we need to. Uh, 
discuss. Like I'm, I like James Caprillion. Um, if you want to go there, I think Detroit's offense has been dreadful. You know what? I take it all back. James Caprillion is my SP, my favorite SP two on the board. Um, just his second start, 99 pitches, five and two thirds innings, one earned run, seven strikeouts. This is a guy who. Wow, can, I didn't. Can strike guys out. Detroit, Pete, 29th in OPS against right-handed pitching. Um, they are also, in terms of strikeout rate, 24.3, 10th highest in baseball against right-handed pitching. James Caprillion is my favorite SP2. Um, he's going to be popular. So I think just based on, I think, what we've talked about and, and lack of depth, I do think your um, Jordan Hicks pivot is good for tournaments and i do think taiwan walker but i'm actually cool with caprilli in all formats no i i agree with you and and i'm at fault because i didn't realize he threw 99 pitches against minnesota uh, yeah 99 i didn't either minnesota's right now and look at minnesota's striking out 24.3 percent so against righties right on par right on par with detroit right so 304 wool but that wool was one of the slowest on the slate really uh so yeah, that's a good call. That's I I I totally agree with you. That that could be SP two, and then I guess you go up to either uh, Garcia or Winder. Garcia would po- Garcia would probably be the popular place. So mm-hmm. you're probably looking at Garcia Caprillion for cash. Yep, agreed. Um, let's pivot to catcher. Okay, done with catcher. Let's go on to first. <laughs> no, I'm just. Um, I mean, this is the most bear we're ever gonna see it. Uh, just just throw out some darts for me. I I hate it already. Like I hate looking at it already. I mean, Sean Murphy's starting to hit. I mean, he yeah. started out real slow. Yeah. And I I actually wrote him up in one of the one of our uh, articles last. I think maybe the trends article. And next thing I know, he's got a really good week. So, but forty four hundred. I usually I usually wait till lineups come out and mm-hmm. you know he's a who's the cheapest guy. I mean, when yeah. when you're looking at you know Ruiz at forty six hundred. In you know, kid's not. I mean, the kid's not. Kid's not. You know, playing. He's hitting. He's hitting over three. I, is it think? No, he's hitting like two sixty. I thought he was two sixty. So, yeah. I, um, I was I was looking at his slugging. So um, nah, it, there's there's not much. Sanchez is always good for a GPP, of course. You know, I mean, he can always lose one, but there is not much. Tucker Barnhart's been hitting a little yep. bit. Um, he's he's a lefty, so I guess he gets the. He gets that advantage over, but if we're playing cap as our cash pitcher, probably tough. Yadi Molina's been hitting. Yadi Yadi oh. has like a, I don't what what are we what are we looking at tonight? Yadi does not have a hit. I think he has like a ten game hitting streak going right now. So yep, he's I'm been okay hitting with Yadi really well. So yeah, he may even have more than a ten game hitting streak. Well, his last the twenty fourth was his last time he didn't get hit against Cincinnati. Looks like to me. Well, you better pick it up. He's 0 for 3 uh, on Wednesday. So, yeah, hit streak on the line, Yachty. Uh, I, I played him tonight in one of my cash lineups, too, of course. He, he, he's, he, hasn't, he hasn't goose-egged you. He has scored a run, but um, 0 for 3 nonetheless. I, I'm with you. I think we wait for lineups for the rest of the position, and we just punt. Uh, if we get a cheap Oakland catcher like Bethancourt, um, maybe, you know, but uh, – I until we see lineups, I, I don't feel comfortable actually suggesting anybody else. Um, let's shift our attention to first base. I'm fairly certain 
Paul Goldschmidt is going to top a lot of people's lists. And I know Keegan Aiken hasn't pitched deep into games. He has right. not surpassed three innings yet this year. Um, So he might not even like we're recording at a time where who knows if he actually ends up being the starter, right? We've seen that a couple times where he could just open or he could just be a long reliever or something. But as for what we have now, Keegan Aiken is a starter. We know Paul Goldschmidt's long history against left-handed pitching. Um, yeah. I suspect he's one of your favorite top options. And if he's not, who else he got? Yeah, I mean, it, let me see what see. He he had that double off the wall, at the top of the wall, just right. a little while ago. But I I pivoted tonight to to the polar bear to Alonzo, who who hit a bomb, and Alonzo, I think, is also in a good spot against the against a down the righty. Um, so you know, Alonzo got great reverse splits, three sixty five, one with two thirty six ISO. So. Uh, Goalie's gonna be the popular one. Alonzo's a great pivot, and then right down there, a couple hundred dollars less. I mean, is Josh Josh Bell's really been yeah, been, well, really he sure I mean, has three sixty five bull with two nineteen ISO. So you gotta like Josh Bell there, but once again, GPP. So they're the top guys. And so I guess is there anybody else down there below we can throw in? You know, if we need somebody cheap, I'm not sure. Maybe a Josh, maybe that Miranda kid. Um, um I mean, if you believe. Jose Miranda. Um, yeah, Jose Miranda. I mean, Kirilov is back as well. If you want to, if you're fading Luis Garcia, you know, he struggled against left-handed pitching or left-handed hitters in his last year. Um, Pujols still hits lefties decently. Um, Torkelson is dead. He He's just not hitting anything. Right. What about, uh, you, got, they got, you got Castro. Uh, Harold Castro was hitting almost 300. I like Willie. I liked Willie Castro tonight. He was actually Willie Castro's been hitting the ball really well. But Harold Castro against Cap, I mean, if you're not playing Cap in cash, I mean, he's what's he 2600. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, uh, especially at a position that you just there's just not a lot available to us. Um, you know who's actually been hitting the ball is Bethencourt. I didn't realize Bethencourt was first base eligible on DK also. Yeah, and he's, yeah, D, yeah. First base, first base catcher. So if he's in the lineup, we could punt there. Maybe, maybe nice Oakland, line. maybe Oakland. A little Oakland stack here, huh? Sheldon Noose, um, he was hot, hitting two eighty three in the year. Slowed down a little bit. Seth Brown, we know, has a little pop, right? Yep. He's um, sure he so maybe some Oakland, maybe some Oakland. First time all year that we've really uh, <laughs> taken a look at Oakland. I will also throw the Baltimore guys in there. Uh, Mountcastle has a big red injury mark next to him. Maybe we're, you know, he could be in lineup. He was scratched Wednesday. What's his, what's his story anyways? I just saw that he was scratched, but I didn't really look into it deeper. Um, I did not either. And they did not announce it. Um, Oh, left wrist soreness. Left wrist soreness. Well, that's, I mean, that's not encouraging, but it's also not um, something that seems like it's going to keep him out for an extended period of time. So if Mountcastle, unfortunately Mountcastle, and I don't know why both him and Mancini are both only first base, but um, I do like yeah. them for tournaments. Um, what what are we looking at for Jordan Hicks? Yeah, right-handed hitters have a 460 slug, 335 Woba against Hicks this year. Um, all the damage is coming against um, right. All the damage allowed is coming against right-handed hitters. Just um, 
for context for uh, Jordan Hicks. But let's shift over to second. Uh, Tommy Edmond gets a lefty. Altuve gets winder. Uh, what you got for me at the top of second base? Edmond's been, been what's good. Edmund, uh, 5,200. I think he, he may have went up $100 on since today. Edmund, you, Edmund's turned into the Whit Merrifield, you know, the last couple of years. Right? <laughs> actually had a home run. I was beating Whit up all day today and would actually hit a home run today. So, um, but uh, Edmund's one for three again tonight. So, and he always had that stolen base capability. Uh, I'd rather see Edmund against Aiken than Altuve against Winder. So that's probably um, Polanco against Garcia. I'd rather go Edmund against Aiken. That's probably is my pay up. And then you got Jeff McNeil. McNeil's one of the been one of the highest hitters of baseball all season. Mm-hmm. So I I'm a big McNeil guy. You know I'm not a Mets fan, but I'm I'm a big believer in McNeil. Decent mid mid price play. Uh, I can probably dig that. And then we go below. I I can't believe I played Rogue Odor, Odor today, but I did. <laughs> and um, over kid Donovan from St. from St. Louis. But yeah. Odor, well, he'll he'll lose one every now and then, but it's I mean GPP boom bust only, of course. What do we got, Donovan? Oh, they moved him to third. He was a second base. Yes, he was second base eligible, wasn't he? For the last yeah, he states. was. He was today. Oh yeah, he's not. He's not eligible there today. They huh. moved him to third, and he's a third and shortstop now. Um, I think everyone that you mentioned, I was looking to see. Right, Tony Kemp maybe leading off, right? Or yeah, Tony what's... Kemp leading. Yeah, Tony Kemp is. I think he's Tony Kemp. Yep, I think Tony Kemp's a good one. Um. I mean, again, like I don't want to suggest Jed Lowry because he's been so bad, but like I, if you're if you're going with the Oakland stack, right? Like he's hit like third a whole bunch this year. So if if you want to get weird, um, Cesar Hernandez stolen base upside. He hit 20 home runs last year. Uh, lefties against Taiwan Walker this year. Again, very limited sample, but 500 slug, 351 woba. So. Cesar Hernandez, switch hitter, he can, uh, 4,100 is not a bad price. I like the Lowry call. I've always been a Lowry guy. I mean, against, against Brisky, I think he's, um, and he's much better here than what he's showing, than he's what he's showing this right. year. So, not bad call. Um, let's move to third. Uh, will you be spending $6,000 for Nolan Arenado? Ooh, because when you look at the rest of the position, it really for like it forces your hand here. Like it's a it's a I think that's the first question you gotta ask yourself at third because um you can obviously spend down on Donovan, who plays third and short on DraftKings, um, yeah, if he's in the lineup that. again. But like is six K drawing the line against the lefty here? And that's six K's a lot. I mean, to me that's Mike Trout territory. Yep. Uh I mean Arenado He's he's having a good season. He's hitting almost three twenty, so yes. I mean, he's got a he's he's got a nice decent slash going there. So yeah, he's got a sl- he's got a real good slash going. So he's I mean in play. I mean of course in play because he's getting that um he's getting that platooning against the lefty. I I'd have no problem dropping a thousand dollars though and going to going to Bregman because mm-hmm. Bregman has Bregman hits righties. Um, just you know he's not a bad reverse splits hitter. Arenado is a is a better play, but um, yeah, there's not much there at all. I I if I'm going down, if anything, it probably be Candelario's. Candelario's has had a decent last what two or three weeks, so yep. 
at 3,700. Uh, yeah, you're right. Oh, wow, this is this it's a wasteland tomorrow at third base. Yep, I think it's Arenado and Bregman are obviously the clear cut options up top. Um, Bregman, to your point, normally a guy who hits lefties better than righties this year, 290 against right handed pitching. Um, four of his five home runs, 922 OPS. So you're onto something there. Bregman does like himself some righties. Um, Eddie Escobar probably only works in a stack. Uh, he's really slumping right now, but we know there's pop in his bat. And then I think it's literally just like kind of punt the position. Um, good old Matt Davidson, once upon a time, hit what, 30 home runs in a year. Um, He's a definitely he's a he's a boomer he's a boomer bus guy which is which is kind of Oakland on this slate in a nutshell right like everyone we've mentioned not really hitting the ball well but they're facing a guy who get, has given up five home runs and three starts he is definitely not afraid to challenge you and and Matt Davidson if he gets a fastball can hit one out. So maybe in a tournament, but I think honestly, uh, Brendan Donovan probably is where I would pivot to, uh, off the top guys. And, and I'm with you on Candelario as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, I forgot the Dimebacks even released Davis in, a, in the A sign. So, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's born bust. So yeah, Donovan, we, we've seen what Donovan's doing, doing right now. He just had, he just scored again. He had a walk and scored again. Probably my biggest, my one of my dumbest mistakes of the year is playing Odor over Davidson, over Donovan today. Um, I got a good lineup going tonight too. <laughs> well, you awesome. haven't. We got another chance to play him on uh, on Thursday here, Pete. So don't make that same <laughs> mistake because they're both <laughs> they're both they're both on this slate. Um, let's head over to short where Francisco Lindor, the only shortstop over five K with Carlos Correa on the IL. Um, another just kind of wastelandish position i think what, yeah. do, what do you what do you think after lindor where like where's your head at um i've been a big jeremy pena guy okay as long, as long as he's under 5k which what's he tomorrow he is 4500 yep. so I, that's a good i think that's a good spot against winder he's already shown i mean the kid Seems like I mean, what three, four of his last like eight or nine games, he's had he's had double digit DK points, uh, two, three, six ISO against righties. That's not that's not bad at all. And Javi Baez is only forty two hundred. Baez is due, so I don't, he hasn't done it much tonight, right? So he, he's going up against Cap. He's going up against Cap. Uh, probably would rather see. I mean, Baez. Yeah, Cap's a righty, so and I'd rather see Baez against the lefty. So is Pena. If you're not going to go to Lindor, Jeremy Pena. Okay, I like it, and I, I agree. Um, and then in the uh, the cheap seats, Brendan Donovan, as we've mentioned a couple times, Jorge Mateo, he gets on, he's going to steal a bag. So, um, yeah, he's an know. exciting little player. Mateo can get he can get the job done. You he's cheap, and you know, he'll hit a triple or something, or you know, a single, a steal or something. I he's not a, he's not a bad player to use. You know, especially if you go for somebody really cheap. He has thus far on Wednesday. Um, he's one for two with a run scored. Seven game that extends his hit streak to seven games. Um, and at twenty six hundred, I mean, even if he does like, let's say he gets on, scores a run, you know, 
not like not the worst at 2600 if you're just punting if you're just punting shortstop i mean um things could be worse and plus we know how dangerous he is as a as a stolen base start he hits a base hit stolen base run scored there's your 10 fantasy points um thank you very much jorge mateo right so it's, yep um, guys what's up so i love i love those type of guys that's that that used to be with Mirfield. you know what i mean yep. it's it's true because i'm two different players but uh Type of guys that'll get you, it'll get you ten points off a, a hit or you know or, or a walk. I know one one for five, but a stolen base and a and a run scored, and it's like oh okay, pretty good, pretty good night overall. Ten fantasy points at twenty six hundred. Um, let's finish this thing off at the outfield position where Byron Buxton did return to the lineup. There they've been in a lengthy rain delay, um, which was. Um, you know, always a potential with the weather in Minnesota tonight. Buxton thus far 0 for 2 through four innings. Um, if he's healthy, you know, he's obviously elite, but the, the key word there is if. Uh, he's joined above 5K by Jordan Alvarez, Cedric Mullins, Juan Soto. What is your uh, take on this 5K and up tier here, Pete? I've been... I have been all over Cedric Mullins now for a week or Same. two. Same. Total. I mean, he's he's the full package right now, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Alvarez getting a righty. Um, out. Not that Alvarez can't hit a righty, but I'd, I'd rather see. You know, I'd rather see. Uh, no, that's right. Alvarez is left-handed, so you want to see Alvarez gets a righty. But you know what? Mullins being five-four, I'd probably take Mullins. I'd probably take. I think Mullins is in a better spot. I, I have a little bit of respect for Winder. So Mullins may be my favorite play there. Juan Soto hit one tonight. He's probably heating up. He, five two is too cheaper. Too cheap for Juan Soto also. But uh, Mullins and Soto up top there definitely. I agree on both fronts, and I think the thing about Mullins is he breaks slates, breaks them because he yeah. has these games. He had a lot of games last year where he'd homer and steal in the yes. same game, and it's like, oh, all right, dude, chill out, like. You know, I liked you last night. I didn't. I didn't play you tonight. Like, where was the four-hit home run stolen base game for me tonight? You know, um, and this feels like a, a an opportunity to do so. Uh, you know, at thirty. He's a thirty thirty guy, so I uh, have to respect Cedric Mullins. I completely agree. And um, Juan Soto two run home run tonight. Uh, first time I think he had six solo shots. So um, happy to see the uh, someone get on for him. Um, while he hits a home run and I agree I, I think you know we've mentioned Houston a bunch on, on a couple occasions I think they're a little contrarian if you do want to go there can't can't hate you if you do if they if this game finishes they will be the 10th win in a row for them or ninth win in a row so they're coming in smoking hot so if you do want to you know play a lower owned Houston stack I I can't fault you for that but I do agree Mullen Soto for me as well um, below them, I think we could take a look at the Mets. Marte, we know, stolen base threat every time he's on. Nimmo has been pretty good. Um, very good run scorer uh, when he stays healthy. Very good OBP yeah. guy as well when he stays healthy. Um, I think Kyle Tucker's probably a little too cheap. Too cheap, I, yes, definitely. This, the stolen bases have been awesome to see, especially when you know there's been a little slump and power 
like everybody else, essentially. But there has the power has been down for Tucker, so it's great to see him stealing bases. And then we get to this next tier, guys. Tyler O'Neill wasn't in the lineup Wednesday, but likely will be against a lefty. Nelson Cruz homered on Wednesday, but both guys have really stunk this year. Um, any interest in either of them? Yeah, and that's what I was saying earlier. I think I mentioned in, in the playbook today where I, I was seeing it where Tyler O'Neill was highly, was projected highly owned. Uh, you know, he, and uh, he was, they're all in good spots tonight. But then looking, I've gotten to a point where, you know, these guys that are hitting under 200, you know, I don't care how good of a spot they're in. When, right. when you're in a slump, most of these guys are in a slump. And O'Neill has been in us. I mean, I mean, he he had a couple of two hit games uh, last week, but he really he's he, he's really struggling. I mean, I, he'll find a way out of it eventually. Um, Nelly Cruz, I was always a big Cruz guy, but to me, he's only GBP now. Right. Um, you know, he's not getting any younger, and you, you ground a little bit more. Definitely, uh, I I play usually play Austin Meadows religiously against righties. So <laughs> Meadows right there, four K. I like him, Kepler. Against a Rady, probably batting clean, uh, probably yep. batting leader cleanup or top of the order. And yep. then Yepes is only 3,400. So Yepes Damn. is about 90% owned to tomorrow. They still just like, it's like you just wonder sometimes what the algorithms are telling us, right? Or like telling them, like, why is this guy <laughs> well, especially after still tonight, 30? Yeah, I think by this well, weekend, you're going to see him over 4K, right? Yeah, he should. I mean, he should already be there, but yeah. If it's not by the weekend, I mean, that's just, that's a travesty. Yeah, it's a travesty. Um, Bader as well. Bader's been better. Uh, stolen A lot of stolen bases, some home runs. I think he's obviously the lower owned of him and Yepes. Uh, Yepes hitting fourth. He's like, you know, like you said, they're going to be in every lineup. Um, uh, Loriano, I think, would ha- if we're going to play an Oakland stack, he has to be included in that. Yeah. Just considering yep. he is, like, actually talented. Well, we think we're not sure off the peds, you know, off the off the off the PEDs. We'll see how talented he really is. But like, I think largely we think he's their most talented hitter. So if you're yeah, going yeah. to play an Oakland stack, um, Loriano is included. Anybody below three K, I see maybe Santander, maybe could maybe. be could be a guy. Yeah, there's not. There's not much. I mean, maybe if a guy like Travis Jankowski gets a start, okay. you know, he's going up against the righty, you may you may see him get a start tomorrow, especially on a getaway day. Uh, but you know, he's cheap enough. You know, I guess throw in there. But yeah, I don't. I'm going down, down, down. I don't see much. Yeah, Jankowski's probably the only one I would even consider in that in this price range. Besides, like, he said Santander. I guess you can, you know. Throw, throw him in the mix too so that yeah that's it seth brown seth brown's 3k yeah seth uh, brown i was thinking him and pinder he's a lefty um, chad pinder he's just striking out so much but like yeah, he had but, some bad at bats tonight and then turn around and you know next year he was a fan swing i saw a couple of at bats tonight and i was not impressed by pinder i think pinder's batting second tonight too right no he's batting third he hit third yep, yep hitting third yeah i think he's got one hit tonight though but he had some bad looking at bats um i mean you like him hitting third you hate bet the bad looking at bats so you know definitely something to consider i just i'm just trying to piece together an oakland stack maybe it's not there maybe it is um 
Don't think we need to. Um, Christian Patch, maybe, too. I know he's hitting ninth, but, um, you know, he can run. He's hasn't yeah. been great this year, but um, highly touted prospect. Um, Pete, before we get out of here, as um, Ramon Laureano drives in some runs right now, uh, just to fuel me wanting to play Oakland even more on Thursday. Um, I I would like to ask if you're comfortable giving me a home run prediction uh, for Thursday's slate. All right. And I know I said a name and I'm drawing a blank now. Who? So Austin Meadows. Ooh, that's bold. And you know why it's bold? Because you, me, and Austin Meadows all have hit the same amount of home runs this year. <laughs> <laughs> so he's due. He is definitely due. I didn't realize uh, zero home runs. He has not hit a home run yet this year, which I find shocking. Um, I know. Considering he has, I think, two 30 home run seasons in Tampa. I'm a big uh, Meadows guy. So, and if, he, and if he can hit him in Tampa, so tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow's Austin Meadows coming up the schneid. Um, I'm going to go, hmm, I'm going to also go with the first home run. And you know what? The theme of the night, I'm going to stick in that game, but I'm just going to go opposite of you. I'm going to go with Ramon Laureano hits his first home run of the year, uh, against our boy, uh, Brisky, who's just letting everyone take him out of the yard. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll both stick in that game. Meadows versus Laureano, not versus, but hopefully both of them hit home runs for uh, for all you degenerates out there. Um, <laughs> Pete, if the people want to find you over in the uh, over on the Twitterverse, where uh, what's your handle? At YFC Sports Pete. Um, I had to think about that for a second. Yeah, had to think about it for a second. I've done that uh, every podcast, especially with a two year old. You know, your brain at this time of the night is just fully scrambled. I know. You have you have kids as well, right? Yes. So you know you've been there, done that. You know how scrambled brain, um, <laughs> how scrambled brain is. Um, so yeah, uh, if you guys want to follow me at the underscore real underscore grande. Um, big thanks to you, Pete, um, for filling uh, John's shoes tonight. Unfortunately for John, um, the Celtics blew a big lead in the fourth quarter. Wow. Um, John is John is probably not going to not going to be happy um so if you guys do listen to this reach out send your condolences to john um he's going to be uh he's not going to be in the best mood on thursday um but again big thanks to pete um shout out to everyone in the fe nation for listening and we'll be in the discord we'll be on twitter if you have any questions leading up to roster lock again 105 p.m eastern standard for your roster lock on thursday for pete i am james we'll catch you guys later thank you